Gladys has, has set the bar quite high, but as she said, my name is Naomi Gichuki, um, a Jesus lover, a minister of this gospel, a servant of the kingdom. Uh, my day job is legal. I'm an advocate and a legal consultant. Ooh. And my full time um, is serving God. Awesome. So it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited to be part of this journey with you. Karibu oh, sana. We are honored that you're here. So today we'll be talking about stewardship, guys. And when this topic of stewardship comes up, most people only tend to think about money, but it's all around, it's all inclusive. And hence today we'll, we plan on breaking it down so that we will be able to understand. So when you go back to scripture, the beginning of time, God created man. And why did God create man? For me, I'd say that God created man so that we can have dominion and rule over his creation just this basically means to be manager of his creation and so this takes us down to the definition of stewardship what does it mean to be a steward so Naomi what does it mean to be a steward okay uh, I think in the in the simplest way stewardship is essentially managing the resources of another person yes so there is no sense of ownership mm -hmm. in terms of the resources, but more of custodianship. Uh -huh. And the whole idea is to prevent wastage, okay. but to also ensure preservation mm -hmm. at the very least. Okay. And if you're able to go over and above preservation to ensure there's growth and increase. Yeah. So that even when someone has entrusted you with a particular resource, a particular task, a particular thing, mm -hmm. they are able to see that it has been retained, it has been preserved, it has been kept well, but there has also been an increase, there's been an improvement wow, like from that. the original state in which you were entrusted with that wow. particular thing. Yeah, and so this is one of the predominant themes in the Bible, and yet is the one that is often overlooked, True. or rather minimized in discussion about when it comes to the Christian life. We talk about money, but we don't talk about um, the integrities of stewardship. So a steward is fully accountable to his master, yes. right? The same way Joseph became Potiphar's steward. He managed, he handed to him everything he had he, to the care of Joseph and did not concern himself with anything other than the food he was eating. You know, it's actually interesting that you've talked about accountability because one thing I think um, that is very easy to overlook or even forget is the fact that you will render an account okay. when yes. all is said and done. Yes that the person that entrusted you with this thing mm -hmm. will require to see what have you done with mm -hmm. this. Yeah. So that if you 
you preserved and you kept and you increased whatever was entrusted to you then you'll even be better placed to explain that I did one two three but if you let it waste then you will also have to render account you will also be responsible so yes stewardship also comes with a, a very big sense of responsibility yes yes so other than money guys i will put finances out of this discussion for a minute and we'll talk about uh, being steward of yeah yeah you know in fact um it's, it's good that you've talked about stewardship and money because many times we we relate stewardship with money yeah. and the simplest one of the simplest stories in the bible that are very easy to relate to in terms of stewardship is the, the parable of the three servants yes. where one got five talents another one got two another one got one mm-hmm. in some translations of the bible it actually says bags of gold wow. instead of talent so it's very easy to minimize stewardship to money yes. but if you really were to look at the topic holistically mm-hmm you realize that we are stewards of time. Yes. Um, there's somewhere in scripture where it says we are stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom. Mm. Uh, we are stewards of resources. Mm. And when I talk about resources, uh, networks, have you ever thought that your friendships mm-hmm. are resources that God has given you? The networks, the people that you have around you are resources that God has given you. You have a responsibility over that as well we also have to be good stewards over the talents that god has given us the Mm -hmm. gifts and the abilities and remember everybody has a gift an ability a responsibility that they have been entrusted with Mm -hmm. by god based on their capacity so it's not that stewardship is the reserve of pastors or men of god or ceos Mm -hmm. at the very basic level if we were to talk about let's say stewardship of time Every person has the same 24 hours. Very true. But you realize there are people who do so much with their 24 hours Mm -hmm. that you actually think maybe they have extra hours on the side that the rest (laughs) of us are not privy to. But how are they able to do that? They have mastered the art of being good stewards of time. Mm -hmm. There are people who are able to reap such immense benefits from the networks they have around them. How have they been able to do that? They have mastered the art of nurturing relationships cultivating relationships in fact i was thinking about it this morning and um, in my mother tongue there's a there's something my dad used to say Mm -hmm. and if you translate it to english it means friendships have to be cultivated so i thought about it from the perspective of agriculture Mm -hmm. where you actually sow a seed you have to water it Mm -hmm. you have to ensure it has light Mm -hmm. you have to ensure it has nutrients Mm -hmm. The soil is not good, you have to fertilize, you have to add fertilizer, you have to weed, Mm -hmm. you have to ensure birds don't attack, monkeys don't. It's the same thing with friendships. If you really, yes, if you think about cultivation from that perspective, you realize there's a lot of work that goes into sustaining kingdom relationships, destiny relationships. Mm -hmm. So stewardship really is, is a broad concept. Yeah. And, and we're also stewards of the purpose that God has put us here on earth for. That's because we're not just living. We're not just transiting through we're earth. We're not just here to exist. Yeah, waiting to, to finish your time and go to heaven. Yeah. Because even then you'll render an account. What did you do with the purpose that I gave you? Now who unto you if you don't even know why you're here? <laughs> so stewardship really is a topic that we, we need to be addressing more. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a good thing that you've actually brought this up at a time like this. All right, yeah. so... I want us to discuss stewardship of time. Mm-hmm. So there's this verse that I really love. It's Psalms 19:12. It says, 
teach us how short life is that we may become wise. And when I look at that verse, you actually think that you're on earth to just transit and you think you have all the time in the world to do things that you want to do, or rather you're like, ah, when I get to 40, that's when I'll be accountable to God more. But God wants accountability even in your youth. He wants accountability even when you're in your early 20s, your late 30s, you know. He wants accountability of all that. And so we must be sensitive with opportunities that God has placed within us and around us that we may make the most out of them. And so even when you've been talking about uh, accountability and stewardship of time, it's even the time that you and I have been responsible over the time together yes. here, your relationship with God. Do you spend time with God? Mm -hmm. Do you spend time with family? Because even for people who have families, you are a steward of that little soul. Yeah. And also an aspect of time is something that you need to spend with them. Because when you go before God, you will need to give an account. He will ask, so I gave you a family. Did you spend time with them? You know. And so do you have anything else you'd want to touch up on the stewardship of time? Um, I think stewardship of time is actually one that has the biggest impact on everything else that we do. Yeah. Because time, Bible says time and chance happen to them all. Yes. So... And in Ecclesiastes 3, 1, it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Mm -hmm. So if you're not discerning of the times and seasons, you will essentially find yourself floating through life, number one. You'll find yourself unprepared for opportunities because you are not operating from a place of awareness okay. that opportunity requires preparation. Mm -hmm. And preparation takes time. Mm -hmm. uh, preparation is a process process needs time. Mm -hmm. uh, preparation requires that you have the capacity to engage in a particular thing mm -hmm. and building capacity requires time. So stewardship of time really is, is a, it, it goes to the core of everything that we do. Yes. Because how you manage your time is what determines the degree to which you fulfill your purpose. Mm -hmm. Do you fulfill it within the season that you are meant to fulfill it with? Mm -hmm. I look at the life of Jesus. It's amazing that Jesus did his ministry for three and a half years. Yes. Because he died at 33, but he was baptized at 30. Mm -hmm. And it was after he was baptized that he started ministry. So he did ministry for three and a half years, mm -hmm. but he turned everything upside down, right. inside out. Right. But in 30 years, he was in obscurity. Nobody knew about him. Yeah. From the time he's born, mm -hmm. Um, I think the next account we have of Jesus is when he's in the temple at the age of 12. Yes. Then there's nothing else yes. after that. Mm -hmm. But even at the age of 12, he had already discovered what he was here for. His purpose. He already knew mm -hmm. what he was here for. And you know, sometimes purpose sounds like it's something really mysterious. Yeah. It's not. If, if you were to sit down and evaluate certain elements, no. you're able to string together like pieces of a puzzle which when you put together will give you direction and a roadmap okay. as to what your actual purpose is. is but on a very preliminary level mm -hmm. our purpose is to enforce god's kingdom on earth mm -hmm. in your area of calling mm -hmm. so that i'm an advocate i'm in the legal profession yes. but it doesn't mean that because i'm in legal all i do is focus on the law yeah. 
that's true. I also have to be in tune with what is God doing in the nation? What does God expect of me as a lawyer mm-hmm. in terms of the kind of policies and laws that I influence? Mm-hmm. Or the kind of contribution I have mm-hmm. in building jurisprudence in this country that is enforcing the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So your purpose is it's not it's not something abstract, mm-hmm. but it actually rhymes with even the kind of passion that you have, the things you're passionate about. Yeah the things you're gifted in, they yeah. all work together to help you fulfill your purpose. So stewardship of time um, is also something that the Bible constantly speaks about, mm-hmm. which goes to show that time is um, a factor that suffers many attacks or it's many tough. distractions, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. because it's like a bus. Eh? Mm-hmm. The season is like a bus. Mm-hmm. If you miss it, yes. you have to wait for the next, for the next one. And you have no power, you have no control okay. over what time okay. that season will prevent itself again. So it's very important mm-hmm. to be able to maximize the season mm-hmm. in its prime. Yes. If it's the rainy season, for example, like right now it's raining, it's December, it's not supposed to be raining. So if you plant now, yeah. I'm very sure you will not harvest because in a couple of weeks, the weather will be hot. It will change. It will change. So you have January, February hot. Your crops no harvest. Mm. But if you sowed sometime in September when the rains are supposed to fall, yeah. you're guaranteed of a harvest because you actually got the season in its prime. So it also calls for a lot of discernment to be able to understand what you're meant to do at a particular time. And maybe that's a topic we can engage on yeah. um, in in a different episode. And so like other assets, our time is owned by God. And so we're going to jump on to the next stewardship of talent. I like that you already brought up purpose because I'm going to smoothly put it in here. (laughs) The stewardship of talent. So far we have seen stewardship relates to management of something that does not belong to us but to somebody else. God has entrusted us with abilities. We must use them for his glory and not our own. So this does not necessarily mean academic, musical, but also our spiritual gifts. We must use them. As as you were talking about gifts, um, mm-hmm. there's there's a thought that just entered my head. Mm-hmm. Our gifts are hardly ever for us. Yeah. They are not for our benefit. Like if you notice, even the talents. Mm-hmm. If you were to talk about music, for instance. Let me use that because it's it's the most easily relatable way. Music, you don't sing to yourself. Yeah. Okay, you can. You can. But, but by and large, it is other people that enjoy the music. music. It's true. It's the same thing with gifts mm-hmm. and talents. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're not for our soul benefit or our soul enjoyment, yeah. but for the service of others. Mm-hmm. And stewardship is service because if you're managing somebody's resources, mm-hmm you're serving them in that capacity. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the, the parable in Matthew 25 refers to the stewards as servants. So wow. it is, it's an act of service. So our gifts are actually meant to serve the body of Christ. Our gifts are meant to serve civilization. Mm-hmm. Our gifts are meant to cause creation to reflect the glory of God. Yeah. So gifts are things that come to you easily. You know, things that people struggle to do, yeah. but you do fairly easily. So that you're not trying to now think, what gift do I have? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be academic. It doesn't have to be something complex. Yeah. For some, you might even find just being able to encourage people, like you have so much 
positivity and you exude so much life okay. that for you encouraging people comes so easily yeah. even when there's calamity all around you mm-hmm. still find something to give you hope you still yeah. find something to be joyful about you mm-hmm. still find reason to keep living and that's the vibe that you transmit mm-hmm. So how do you use that gift? Mm-hmm. How have you cultivated that gift to ensure that you grow it mm-hmm. and that it actually benefits the people around you mm-hmm. and it reflects the glory of God? Wow. In First Peter 4, mm-hmm. I like how the Good News Bible has put it. Um, each one of us, like each one as good managers of God's different gifts, mm-hmm. must use their gifts for the good of others, mm-hmm. the special gifts that they have received. Each one of us, we all have an area of influence, whether it's large, whether mm-hmm. it's small. Whatever area you're gifted in, in your talent, the treasure that you have, you know, you are in an area of influence and you must use it as an area, use that specific area as a place of ministry yes. that God can be glorified. Um, when it comes to, to talents and gifts, um, there's, there's what you talked about, the spiritual gifts. And then there is the, let me call, for lack of a better term, non-spiritual gift. For example, if you have an artistic gift Mm -hmm. or um, you're an athletic gift, that's not a spiritual gift. But it's it's actually very interesting to, if we were to use the parable of the three stewards that we keep talking about, (laughs) the three servants in Matthew 25. Uh So one was given five, another one was given two, another one was given one. It goes to show out of three, two of them were given more than one gift. It is only one that got one gift. Which goes to show that if in in every three people, two of them have multiple gifts. Mm -hmm. So it is a very small percentage of people that have only one gift. Majority of us have more than one gift. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. I I love to write. I can write from here to Timbuktu and back. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a gift that I use to reach out to people mm-hmm. I write. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be musically inclined. Yes. You could be academically inclined. You could be athletically inclined. You could also be socially inclined. You're a very good networker. You make friends easily. Yeah. How do you, How are you using that talent that God has given you yeah. to reflect the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And are you also aware of the different gifts that you have? Or do you just think of yourself as the one servant like maybe you just say me I don't have anything that works for me mm-hmm. that is not true yeah. to each one God has entrusted with something mm-hmm. and it's according to your capacity yeah. so it also goes to show that the more you have the more that is expected of you and that does not mean that if you have one talent that you now sit on it yeah, or nothing is expected of you yeah. you can polish that one talent so much that when your name, like now, if you mention Elud Kipchoge, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? Running. Marathons. Keep jogging. <laughs> I like that. Elud could, Kipchoge could be a good farmer. Mm-hmm. Or he could be a good anything. Mm-hmm. But what comes to mind yeah. is the marathons. Yeah. Why? Because it's a talent he has sharpened the most. It's a talent that put him on the map. Everybody knows Eliud. Well, at least the globe. I mean, he's a global yeah. name. Eliud Kipchoge is a global name. So the fact that you have one does not mean that you cannot sharpen it or that you sit on it because it's just one. That is taking me back to when we started and you mm-hmm. said something about um, stewardship, that it 
it's not only being a manager that you are expected to give results yeah. out of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's an aspect of me giving you like the giving you something, you just stay there with it. And so the aspect of also getting to a point of producing results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we we could say that we are Christians out here and yes we are must we are aware about stewardship, meaning yeah. about the aspect of stewardship, but what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. God's given you one gift and you cultivate it so much. You're so responsible to his eyes that he will give you something else. Yes. I mean he says he's a good father at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And you know he's the giver of gifts. Yes. So he will give you these gifts because you are you are faithful mm-hmm. enough to manage the little that he has given. Yes. You know, so if you don't have many gifts, you have one, work on that one. Yes. Show God that you can be a good steward of that one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just cultivate it, work on it and voila. You will not even realize it when the second one is coming up. True. And it's actually good that you say that because um the steward that got one talent and he hid it. Yes. The Bible says even what he had was taken away from okay. him. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to sing many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped singing. Okay. And the gift died. I get that. It died. I Why? Because you're not using it. Yeah. It's like a muscle. If you, if you go to the gym and you build your muscles, mm-hmm. they grow. But the day you stop doing the exercises, mm-hmm. the diet, the discipline mm-hmm. that it took to build those muscles, mm-hmm. you become flabby. And when we look back, we don't even see the evidence that you once were yeah. muscular. Yeah. It's the same thing with gifts. Mm-hmm. We have to also be aware of the fact that if you just sit on it, yeah. it will be taken away. If you don't do anything with it, mm-hmm. and you are aware that you have it. You see, it's one thing to not be aware. Yeah. But when you are aware that you have it and you still don't do anything about that's it, then that 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 is a is a big no no. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what are the responsibilities of a steward? Number one, management. Mm-hmm. Uh, management is not management by walking around. <laughs> it's not management by hovering. It's hands on, and every good manager requires skillful knowledge. If right now you put me in charge of, let's say, the cereals board, Mm -hmm. I would be quite stranded Mm -hmm. because I have no knowledge Mm -hmm. about the seasons of cereals, Mm -hmm. how you store them, Mm -hmm. what what temperatures you need to keep them in so that they don't get spoiled. I don't know those things. So I would not make a very good manager in that regard, except I build the capacity by educating myself to learn Mm -hmm. what do I need Mm -hmm. to manage cereals, Mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. So management goes beyond the title. Uh It's very Mm hands-on. And in management, you need to make decisions. And decisions that have an impact on what it is you have been entrusted with. So that means a manager must have knowledge, mm-hmm. a manager must have wisdom, mm-hmm. a manager must have skill, mm-hmm. a manager must know how to deal with people mm-hmm. because you are dealing with people. A manager must also understand the resource they are handling. Yeah. You see, if you don't understand the use of something, mm-hmm. the possibility that you will misuse it or abuse it is very high. So that if you're stewarding money, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. you need to understand how money works. You need to understand saving, you need to understand investment, you need to understand compound interest, you need to understand inflation, you need to understand those things. If you're managing relationships, you need to have emotional intelligence. You need to understand 
a bit of psychology to know how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. If you're managing uh, oil reserves, you need to understand something about the oil industry. Yeah. So it's not it's not an abstract thing. It's not just the title mm-hmm. of management, but yeah. it's also a very demanding, a very demanding role. The other thing, the other responsibility of a steward is preservation. You need to prevent harm occurring to whatever wow. it is you have been entrusted with. Mm-hmm. If I leave you my house, Gladys, mm-hmm. for two weeks mm-hmm. or a month, mm-hmm. and when I come back, I find the windows are broken, the All tiles the are stained, my books I are torn, <laughs> my fridge is not running. You know, yeah. you are unable to preserve what you are left with. So, at, uh, w- with certain things, you may not be able to increase them, mm-hmm. but at least you're able to maintain status quo. It's very important mm-hmm. that a steward is able to preserve in good condition mm-hmm. that which was entrusted to them. Okay. Jesus told the Father, mm-hmm. those that you entrusted mm-hmm. to me, none is lost mm-hmm. except the son of perdition that the word might be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So every disciple that Jesus was entrusted with, he preserved. There is none that got lost, except Judas, that yeah. the word may be fulfilled. So there's also an element of preservation and maintaining in good condition. Mm-hmm. In law, um, if a person dies without writing a will, and there are certain assets mm-hmm. that maybe will deteriorate very quickly mm-hmm. if they're not attended to, mm-hmm. One can apply to court mm-hmm. for temporary grant of letters of administration okay. to be a custodian of that asset to ensure that it does not get run down, does not get broken down, it does not get wasted. Mm-hmm. So that's an element of stewardship because if you just leave things to run, they, you know that normal wear and tear. Yeah. So it's, it's a very important rule of... Um, a custodian and we can see this scripturally I like to refer to scripture as well we look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 um, the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden mm-hmm. to dress it mm-hmm. and to keep it mm-hmm. emphasis on to keep it. keep it so to dress it and to keep it so there's an element of preservation mm-hmm. then the other responsibility of a steward is hard work I'll still use the same verse. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it. Mm-hmm. Other translations will say to work it. Okay. A workman is a husband's man. Mm-hmm. If uh, a husband's man is the one who will go to the... If I can use the, the example of a vineyard, mm-hmm. you will plant mm-hmm. the vineyard. Mm-hmm. You will watch over the vineyard. Mm-hmm. You will prune the vineyard. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first three years, mm-hmm. They actually prune every fruit mm-hmm. that the vineyard bears. You don't harvest mm-hmm. in the first three years. Yeah. Why? Because after three years, it starts to give its best produce. Wow. So in order for it to be able to bear the weight of the branches, you have to prune mm-hmm. what comes out first mm-hmm. so that the vine's roots go deeper and it becomes stronger. Yeah. Then after the three years, you're now able to have the bountiful harvest. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of work. Yes. And in stewardship, hard work is inevitable. You cannot divorce work yeah. from stewardship. Okay. Um, and of course, the other responsibility is to ensure there is increase. Yeah, definitely. Um, back to our, our, our parable in Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. The servant that did not increase his talent, he hid it in the ground. He mm-hmm. told the master, I know you are a shrewd man. Mm-hmm. 
that you like to harvest where you did not sow. Mm. And the master asked, if you knew I was shrewd, yeah. you should have at least taken my money to the bankers right. on interest. I would have gotten some interest out of it. Yes. So you can see there is an expectation from the master that there should be increase in yeah. whatever he entrusted us with. Yeah. So as stewards, we also have a responsibility to ensure that there is growth mm -hmm. in what we are doing and there is an increase mm -hmm. in what we are doing. And you might be wondering, okay, how, how do I grow in what I'm doing? Uh, look at your environment and see how many solutions are you contributing. Okay. How many solutions are you coming up with mm -hmm. to the problems or the issues around you? Okay. Are you an amplifier of problems, mm -hmm. an identifier of problems, or a solver of problems? You know there are people who just identify. Yeah. yeah I but they don't have a solution. Yeah. And then there are others that amplify the problem. Okay. And then there are those that solve the problem. Mm -hmm. By the way, reward follows those that solve problems. Okay. And if you want to know the value that people attach to you, mm -hmm. look at the problems you're solving for them. Your reward, your pay, is equal to the capacity of problems that you solve. Wow. So that if you're solving small problems, your reward is small. Wow. If you're solving big problems, your reward, your reward is big. big. Yeah. And for me, I'd add one yeah, responsibility. They should always strive for excellence. Yes. Absolutely. Like, you do not have a choice. You, mm. it's, yani, everything you do, to do yourself. Yeah. You have to refuse this spirit of mediocrity. And and doing the bare minimum. You know yeah. that is also a, a problem. Eh? Yeah. Where if you're told move this table, mm -hmm. you just move it and leave it. Leave it. Mm -hmm. You you don't do anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. You just do the, the, the bare minimum yeah. that is needed. And life will always favor those that go the extra, extra mile. I like this. There's a saying people say there's no traffic on the extra. No. There's no traffic, by the way, because not many people go the extra mile. Yes. But nobody forgets the person that goes the extra mile. If they're looking for people to lay off mm -hmm. and you've been going the extra mile, mm -hmm. rest assured your name will be mentioned in boardrooms mm -hmm. to be preserved in the organization. Oh, wow. But if you're just lost in the crowd, wallowing in mediocrity, being average, I mean, you're neither mm -hmm. hot nor cold. Really, um, you will fade into obscurity. So I totally agree with you on on excellence. Yeah. Awesome. I am loving the discussion, and so far, we have seen that we should be faithful stewards and not squanders of time yeah. given to us, mm -hmm. and that God is more concerned with quality than quantity. Yes. So, guys, um, that has been stewardship of time and talent. Yeah. Just because you have it doesn't mean you own it. Alright guys, have a blessed day.